Thanks for listening to the Two Brothers, Two Lines podcast. I'm Will. This is Jesse. After each race, we want to provide some thoughts and opinions about what happened. In our first episode, we talked uh, a little bit about uh, the, the, the genesis of the uh, names Two Brothers, Two Lines. We mentioned a little bit about our history with F1, but we didn't really talk about exactly where the name came from. So I thought we'd get into that a little bit to, to start this episode. So you want to you talk about how, uh, how we came up with this? this name here jess little famous yeah, moment for sure. the two of us yeah for sure so uh I, we mentioned last one we uh you know i kept telling will watch watch drive to survive watch drive to survive he's like ah, i got other stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay and then finally when he watched he's like oh it's great so then when season four came out i happened to be down in north carolina visiting family and uh we got to watch it together yeah um so up came Silverstone, <laughs> uh, famous crash, sending uh, my guy Max Verstappen into the wall to into the wall at about 150 miles an hour, and the celebrations after whatever. I'm not not into the dr- drama about it, but uh, I think we're sitting on the couch, and we must have rewound the <laughs> uh, drive to survive at least uh, three or four times and you know basically i felt like lewis uh cut in on max and there was a later graphic with somebody else at silverstone where lewis allowed a lot more room um but yeah so you know basically i said there's two lines on the uh on that turn and it was it cops i think it was cops yeah i think so i think that's right yeah and uh you know so I admittedly, I had a couple drinks, um, so I was a little passionate about it, but I definitely think there was two lines there, and uh, I know your wife and my wife were both laughing at us because we have no vested interest in either of these teams. But Right, right, yeah, just screaming repeatedly in my living room, there are two lines, there are two lines, and just like two maniacs screaming about something that was six months old at this point. And you're like, no, watch, rewind it, watch again, see that. And, you know, my point was not that there weren't two lines, but I just felt that throughout the course of that season, there was a more give and take. I I agree with you. Lewis would give more, but Max would also give more against every other driver in the field, except for Hamilton, you know, case in point, you know, Monza where his tire ends up on Lewis's head because he's not, he's determined to not let him get around him in that, in that chicane. So, um, so yeah, we were screaming at each other and, you know, the contentious of, you know, there are two lines. (laughs) So, you know, as we started talking and and people were saying like, you guys need to record this. This is unbelievable. Um, and again, I think that would have been an amazing first episode if we could have, uh, rewatched that live and just recorded the conversation because we were like two maniacs arguing about something that was already in the past six months old, nothing to do. Like you said, not like we're vested in either. We already knew the outcome of what happened. (laughs) right yeah we're screaming about it like it was happening right in front of us so yeah it was uh it was definitely a hilarious uh thing but i mean you know you get passionate about stuff not like i'm going out here kicking indoors or anything but when i'm when i'm with my family I'll, i can i can show my true colors yeah right? exactly that's what we're we're brothers and you know we can right. say things to each other that we wouldn't say to other people and it's all right. in good fun so so we uh this is our second episode we're here to break down the saudi arabia grand prix from this past sunday march 19th so I guess I'm going to let you kick it off since you have to take yeah. the, all the uh, pride and the, all the honor from this race with the yeah, your we team. Took, we, we took uh, maximum points here, um, even when snatching from our teammates, of course. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we, 
kind of talked about Perez and him starting out like a turtle. <laughs> I don't feel like Perez can get a good start. It doesn't matter. He's got the same car as Max. He can't take off. Yeah. I'm like, are, is, are his gears misaligned? Is his clutch not tight? Like, I don't get it. He just cannot get the start. We saw Alonzo take off and yeah. in the Aston Martin, and it's like, come on. Yeah, I, I think, he, and it's funny because my guy Carlos that we talked about last week also traditionally just has terrible starts off the line. So, you know, Checo definitely had a poor start. But the only thing I would say, I agree he had a terrible start, but I was never worried at any point that he wasn't going to be able to overtake him, especially once the DRS kicked in after the third lap. It was like, you know, it was nice. Let Fernando get out front, lead a couple laps, but it wasn't something where I was like, oh, he'll be able to hold him off. It was just a matter of time. So, yeah, we know Red Bull has the pace. Like, I don't, like it, I said, I don't know. Right. Where, where, it, right. Where it could have been trouble would have been if it was a front row lockout with Red Bull and Max was two and Checo was one. He loses that lead to Max and see you later. But yeah, any other car. 20 or 25 second and it's not fun. Right. Any other car up front. Checo will get him back. So it's something they can they can work on it. You know, it's a reaction thing. It's time. Um, but he needs to grab the balls like Daniel Ricardo was. <laughs> like he's always and Pierre is the other one. He's always grabbing. I'm like, okay, dude, good good work on your reaction. Well, how about using it with your with your foot though on the pedal? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah. So I mean it was a it wasn't a boring race. It was a you know uh, an exciting race, but it's just, we talked about it a little bit last week. What I would say is, what I said to you last week was, did we even see the Red Bull at full speed? And I don't, in the first race in Bahrain, I don't think Max really pushed that car. And I think between Max, which we haven't talked about yet, you know, he won two for Red Bull, but Max starting P15 uh, due to an engine issue in Q2, Max starts P15 and finishes an easy P2. And Checo wants to win, so gets out front and maintains that lead on Max the entire time. And so I think the Red Bulls, we actually saw the power, the full power of the Red Bull due to the circumstances of the race. Checo trying to get out to that lead, build a lead to avoid, because I think he knew in the back of his mind, Max is coming. So mm -hmm. if I don't have a lead, I'm in trouble. So I've got to get out there and do that. And Max obviously determined to get from P15 to turn to be, you know, P2 uh, is a, obviously an impressive drive, but I think we saw the full power of the Red Bulls, uh, you know, calling to mind, I know we talked about this before recording, the pass of the Red Bull by the Mercedes coming down that yeah. straightway. Oh, man. Lewis doesn't even move. He's just like, okay, that's that's not my race. I'm not racing with the Red Bull. But even even if he tried, it, it didn't look like it would have mattered. You know, I don't think Lewis slowed down and got out of the way, but he, I mean, it looked like he was standing still. It just blew his doors off. So, yeah, their straight line pace is, is just sick. And it's, you know, it's only two races in. I know we've said that, you know, but it feels like Checo is our only hope to give Max a run for his money because, to your point, they have the same car and they are going to be racing against each other. And it seems like so far Red Bull is allowing, you know, willing to let Checo win some races. But is are they willing to let him win races because Max and P15 to start? Like, if again, if it was a, a one two or Max is in P three or P four, I don't know if I'm not saying team orders would have come into play yet, but I think Checo's our only hope this year for to avoid a, a three peat for Max. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And you know, if Max um was closer, I don't think this early in the season there would be team orders, but you know, we saw Interlagos last year. 
Yeah. No. Team orders by Checo. Give Max the position. Max, give it back. No, thank you. I hope. I think, and I actually think it too, not just hope. I think they might. I think Red Bull, because I, I wasn't going to get to this till later on, but I mean, you look at the constructor standings, and it, it's obviously it's two races, but Aston Martin is in second, Mercedes is in third with 38 points each. If you add them together, they're still trailing Red Bull. So, right. you know, it's it's a huge lead. So I think I'm hoping that Red Bull says the only two guys that have a chance to win are Max and Checo, so let's let them race, because they, they really shouldn't be, in my opinion, worried about anybody catching them. Obviously, we know things can happen and things like that, but at this point, the only thing I think that can happen would be a string of mechanical failures. It's not going to be anyone beating them on straight pace. Yeah, I I definitely agree, and I think that if anybody can undo Red Bull this year, it's Red Bull and the Honda Power Unit. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Mercedes or even Aston Martin. They look strong. They look great. I mean, we saw Lance Stroll. We saw Alonso come out swinging, and they look great, and I love it. I love the competition. Yeah, they, but look, I, they look great. They look like the second fastest car. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Every time they look great, yes. Yeah. Get, well, it's the third Red Bull. They got to look good, yeah. right? That's the green Red Bull, said. different flavor. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, we we laughed about this last week when we were talking, and it was like uh, Checo came out for the news conference, and he's like, it was so nice to have three Red Bulls on the podium. Yes, yes. Because they scooped, like, ten engineers from Red Bull or something like that. Yeah. Did you see the meme that was on there saying the last week's podium, and it showed a picture of two blue Red Bull cans and a green Red Bull pan? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I'm happy for Alonzo, though. I mean, it was what? McLaren, Ferrari, and then Alpine. And, or no, he was Aston Martin this last year that he left. Yeah. The, no, he was the, with McLaren, Ferrari, or Ferrari, then McLaren, and then. Um, right, but he was with a team before Ferrari. I forget the name of the team that he was with. When he won his championships, he was with a different. Because he was good. Right. And then he went, <laughs> then he, well, he won his back to back championships, then signed with Ferrari, and then. Ferrari, 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 and he didn't win any championships there. And then he went to McLaren. That was a mess. And then took a couple years off and then came back to, uh, to Alpine. So, so yeah, I mean, you kind of led this off with the, you know, kind of one of the things I was going to bring up next. So we talked about Alonzo and a couple, couple penalties and then maybe not penalties in this race. We had some, you know, Ocon with a penalty filled first race and Alonzo with a, penalty and then a penalty a second penalty and then they challenge the penalty and they take the penalty away so a lot again a lot of penalties in this first couple of races but the first penalty was was what starting outside the lines right yeah uh lateral to his position not forward not backward just what, side to side what did you think about that do you think that was deliberate uh, it was weird like do you think that gave him an advantage off the start i didn't really understand why how or why he would even do that the only thing I could think of is that there's different debris on different parts of the track that potentially there's less or there's more, but it, I mean, it clearly showed he was out of position. Oh, big but time. The, FI, it was clear, the yeah. FIA cannot get their stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I mean, it, it just doesn't matter. It's like, Oh, William finished outside of the grid, whatever. 10 seconds. Oh, George did this. It's three seconds. Like it's the, the disparity and the punishments and the times are frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that first penalty, it was clear he was outside the box. He served his penalty and got back in the race. It didn't really obviously affect anything there. But then the controversial second penalty, 
when he's serving his first penalty. So deja vu in the first race, Ocon gets a penalty for working on the car too early while he's serving his first penalty. So they go, Alonso goes in, they place the jack under the car, but don't lift the car. And, and again, a delayed reaction, like 20 laps later, even maybe more, I'm not sure exactly, but then they start talking about maybe there's a penalty coming for Alonso. So it takes him forever to even hint at a penalty. Then they talk about a penalty and on the broadcast, they're saying, oh, that looks like a penalty to me. And then they announce the penalty after the race, after he's already done the podium celebration. Then they tell him he's going to be 10 second penalty. They take the podium away. Then Alonzo tweets something about criticizing the FIA. And then they're going to give him the penalty, the podium back. And then eventually they, they announce the podium back. So what, what are your thoughts on the whole lift in the car? Or not lift in the car. Yeah. Uh, so I think the thing that kept reshowing on the um, actual live broadcast was the rear jack man going and touching the car. Right. So the front jack man kind of goes under the front wing to do a lift. The rear jack man goes in and there's some type. I'm not technical. I don't know any of this. Goes up, puts the jack into some sort of orifice, and then lifts it. Well, they said that it, it was actually touching. You know, it's frustrating. If it's a if it's a 10 second penalty, give him the 10 second penalty there when he leaves the pits. I mean, I I wouldn't have liked that move either because obviously we want to see some competition. Right. But it it's frustrating. The FIA needs to get their stuff together. And I understand it's a dynamic sport. You have, you know, 20 different cars and coming at the pits and all these dynamic variables, but you have to apply the law equally. Period. I, I don't disagree with that sentiment. I don't know necessarily if there was an event. Like, when you look at Ocon's penalty last week, you see a guy literally turning a bolt before the penalty is right. done. And this, I understand it's touching, but it's not actually doing anything. If it's, if it's, a, if it's an inch away and not touching versus touching it, are we really getting an advantage? But my, what, what do you think? Do you think it's... Because I understand that it would be nice if, they, if it was more clear, if it was more timely. But do you think with all the buzz that F1 has and the controversy and everything like that, do you think maybe they feed into that and they, they take advantage of it? Like, well, it, everyone's, what's everyone talking about today? The, the penalty, the non-penalty. Is it a penalty? Right. Is it not a penalty? Versus, you know, Red Bull ran away with the race. It's like, what do you think about Alonzo? What do you think about it? It generates more buzz. And like with the NFL, with referees and other sports, when there's a controversial call, it gets people talking about it. And ultimately, it doesn't really mean anything at the end of the day. But it Any publicity is good publicity. Right. What do you think about them? Like maybe that angle of they're just like, what's the big deal? I, People are talking about, I it. don't think it's deliberate, but I think it's incompetent. Like <laughs> if, okay. if you, we saw the Michael Massey and Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, the rules are, Oh Michael, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, if, okay. If the rule is I have a five second penalty, I come into the pit and no pit crew can move until five seconds are elapsed. It, it makes it easy, right? Like, why are we making it so, confusing well then why does it take so long for them to make a decision and like 20 laps later they, there's a rumor of a penalty and then they're right. talking about that might be a penalty might be a penalty and then on the broadcast you hear russell saying are they giving him a penalty or not like and he's trying right. to close the gap to five seconds which he can't do but that doesn't matter because it's 10 seconds anyway and i you know obviously maybe we're more novices which we've acknowledged maybe we don't know like i don't know what's what's a five second penalty what's a 10 second penalty because we don't know the rule right. books inside and out so you know, obviously Russell thought they might be getting a five-second penalty and couldn't close the gap to five, but it didn't matter because it was ten anyway. But then it was not, so right. <laughs> it didn't it didn't really make a difference. 
But the I, inconsistency is going to kill us. Right. right. But I, I, me watching it, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was as egregious of a penalty than that it was with Okan doing before, week. where they're actually yeah. literally turning the bolts to loosen the front wing versus resting the putting the the, the jack in place to make the move, but not actually doing it. If he had lifted it at all, I would have said, all right, that's a penalty. But I didn't right. think, I actually thought the overturn was justifiable. Whether it's right or not, and to your point, it's, when we talk about consistency, it's, how can you talk about consistency as hard? But I thought that was a little bit strange. Well, so, and I didn't have a horse in the race because my guys took one too, right? right? You, you, didn't so, you don't care who finishes third. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm settled up and whatever. But I mean, like I said, I, I respect Alonzo's hustle. I respect their car. And I want to see competition. I don't, I don't want to see Red Bull go 23 races, 1-2. It's not fun for me. It's not fun for the sport. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it won't be 23 races. Something will happen. There'll be a wreck. There'll be some sort of thing. But I mean, it's, right. I still think we're probably looking at, I'd set the over-under at 17 wins for Red Bull this year. I, I maybe, yeah. I might even be, I might even take the over there. I think they could easily do 18 or 19 wins. Unless, you know, we talk about car developments and things like that, but the Red Bull's just so far ahead. They're not going to bring that big of a development that's going to make a difference to beat a Red Bull. They might be more competitive and close the gap, but they're not going to, you know, because Red Bull, it's not like Red Bull's not working on developments. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, this was a clean race. I, you know, outside of um, your buddy Lando not being able to pull off to the side. <laughs> but according Wait, to my buddy. Rundle and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Crofty and Martin Brundle were criticizing that heavily on the live broadcast. That we don't understand the safety car here. Get it for Lando? Oh, you you said Lando? Oh, not for Lando. Okay, for Lance Stroll. For Stroll. Okay, yeah. Okay, I was gonna for say for Strolls. All Sorry. Right. No, no, it's fine. I'm like, I don't. So it's funny you say that because I was gonna say I thought we we're gonna move on from Aston. I thought we were moving on from Aston Martin already. I'm like, wait, going back to controversial decisions slash Aston Martin. <laughs> We have Lance Stroll, who did the right thing, was told to turn his car yeah. off, and pulled it down one of the runoff areas, clearly yeah. out of the way of any kind of danger or off the track. And they not only yellow flagged it, they threw a, not, or they could have done a virtual safety car. They I put an actual safety car out there. Full safety car. What, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, it, it didn't look like it was a thing. Yeah. And it'll... Again, you talked about the FIA playing into things. What does a full safety car do for the FIA? It bunches, bunches the cars yeah. back up. Right. So I don't want to believe that there's a conspiracy. I don't want to believe that, you know, they're doing this for the views, but a full safety car bunches the cars back. Right. Do you did you hear what the explanation was by the FIA why they did that? No. They said that the GPS tracking still showed the car in a dangerous position on the track. So it was like the cameras didn't. <laughs> it's like, what did your eyes tell you? <laughs> like, I'm right. glad you had a GPS tracker on it. But what about your eyeballs and the cameras that are on the track? And literally everyone else, I think it was Brundle that said, was it like a chip tiny piece of the back wing that was in a dangerous right. area? Because everything else was off the track. So Lance, yeah. you know, my, my boy, I guess you're, you're calling him now. Lance does what he's supposed to do, runs <laughs> to the safety area to get out of danger for himself and for the rest of the competitors. And it's still... Even a virtual safety car, I think, would have been it's justified, but I think even that would have been a lot because it was pretty safe. But a virtual safety car would have allowed the track bend to clear the clear the any kind of situation there without anything without bunching the cars up. But you know, for the sake of racing, bunching the cars up is better for the show, I guess. 
but that safety car was again very uh very questionable. Questionable. Yes. Yeah, questionable is is true. And I mean, again, we we always last year we were talking about this, and it's like, oh, Lance Stroll's a pay driver. Lance Stroll's a pay driver, and is like doing damn good. I, I, we we might have to acknowledge at some point in this podcast he might actually be a pretty a pretty good driver. Yeah, <laughs> uh, his his dad bought the team in the Red Bull Engineers, and here we go. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's not he hired. It, it's, you know, they say Red Bull engineers. He's hired. He hired away guys from from a lot of different teams. He hired some guys from Mercedes and some, you know, a lot of different teams. He built up a team. He wants it to be a a works team similar to Red Bull and, and to Ferrari and those kind of teams. And you know, you always wonder like, oh, well, kind of, is that really going to work? Is money going to be able to buy it? But it seems like it's working pretty well. Like, I don't know how you felt, but when Alonso announced last year he's leaving Alpine, which was P four on the grid last year, to go to Aston Martin, which was P seven, and traditionally just terrible it was like what is he going to do the last couple of years of his contract like waste away in p6 p7 on and on the constructors of the grid not on the actual thing but his car looks good car looks yeah, good daddy stroll bucks came in we we might have to give him some credit at some point which i, I never thought we would say never thought we'd say yeah. that but that that green after, that green red bull looks good yeah and after last year austin when he dumped out in front of fernando alonso so we were we were on the straightaway at turn eleven, the main straight at Austin, and Stroll was on the straight, and he kind of did a move to the left, and that's when Fernando Alonso actually clipped him and went airborne on <laughs> yep. his front end. Did a little top gun, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, these are um, good teammates, you know, like, oh, I crashed into you last year. Welcome to my team. <laughs> well, but now he's telling everyone that he thinks Stroll is world res- champion material. So, respects him. I, hey, it's working. Two races in, yeah. but it's working. They're P two tied for P two in the constructors of Mercedes, which yeah. you know, if you're gonna bet starting the season, nobody would have bet that. Yeah, and I don't know what they paid Alonzo, but I'm sure they paid him for some good PR. For sure. Regardless. For sure. I mean, I d I don't have it in front of me. I know there I know the driver's pay has gone up considerably over the past five years, but if if Lance Troll is paying me, I'm saying his son is the best kid on earth. <laughs> well, what what's it gonna hurt you? You know you're gonna beat him head up heads up for right. the most part unless you have some kind of mechanical issue or or a wreck you're going to beat him heads up so but again before the issues he was running in top five top four top five and last week he finished p6 with still with two broken wrists and a broken toe so right. respect you know respect you and i that. probably couldn't get out of bed if we had those things and this guy's <laughs> out there running over 200 kilometers an hour in a racetrack getting bounced all over the place and finishing, yeah, saw, finishing top 10 yeah i saw the red bull hit like 207 i think on one of the straights with drs yeah the, the the car is untouchable not to go back to my team but yeah it was just these, these guys they you know i would never say that they're athletes obviously before i watch but seeing some of the workouts and the things they go through they're they're uh they're definitely oh, athletes. they are tremendous tremendous athletes I and mean, we look at things like last year with with the porpoising and things like that i mean again you and i would be in traction at the end of, I mean, we would we would just be dead. We'd get out, and every bone in our body, we'd have broken wrists from driving in the car, just would not being able to hang on to it. And they they are just in phenomenal shape. So, but I'm glad you brought up your team again because there's one more thing I want to talk about that we didn't bring up. the The whole fastest lap at the end, yeah. when Checo has the fastest lap, and then your boy Max comes on the radio, asks the team, "What's what's the fastest lap time?" And they tell Max, "Max, we're not worried about the fastest lap." And what's your boy say? I'm worried about it. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's he do? 
He runs out there that last lap and takes it. On the hard, on the 30-lap old hard tires. Well, no fuel left in the car either, so the car's a lot lighter, and he's able to put the hammer down there and, and take that fastest lap. But that's the difference right now in the championship, him taking that fastest lap off Checo at the end. Yeah. It's a two-point swing, point. though. So Checo would be up by one, or now Max is up by one. So, again, Checo, you're our only hope. Please. Yeah, he... We know this from last year, and you know Max had already wrapped up the championship. The constructors was over, and he wouldn't give up seventh position or mm-hmm. sixth or I can't remember what it is. I mean, at 25, 26 years old, this dude's just like you know. And I'm laughing because there was a picture of Checo running to jump to the Red Bull uh, crew after he won, and there's a picture of Joss Verstappen yes. like disappointed dad. Yes, he hugged everybody like, but Joe. <laughs> It's like, come on, man. Your son took second. Let's get like, this is, this is a success for the team. Took second from P15. So, I mean, what are you going to, what, you know, what you can't give Checo, you can't smile and give Checo a pat on the back. I mean, yeah. But again, flashbacks to Mexico where Checo's dad was hugging Matt when he won. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, well, I just think you look at it. He's probably thinking this is the only guy that could beat my son this year. So I'm not going to, but again, it's race two. Max is, you know, we talk about 17, 18 over under for, for, uh, for Red Bull winter races. I mean, Max is going to win 15 of those. You know, Checo will win a few more. It seems like he's got the street, street races down pretty good, but I think Max is going to win most of the races. I don't really think there's a whole lot to worry about. So, yeah. And that was Checo's fifth race win in Formula One. I think that's right. Yeah. He got two last year. And Max year. had 15 last year. Right. Yeah. So, like, like yeah. five in a career versus Max had, you know, triple that in one season. Yes. Right. And che- Checo's an amazing teammate and he will follow the rules and, you know, whatever. But it's, it's just like, I, I don't see any reason if me or and you are on a race team and one of us is winning and you're the champion, why I'm upset. Right. Right. At it's, all. Right. Especially when you know you've, you've got the golden ticket for the rest of the year. Like, no one's going right. to catch you. So I guess I'll give my sad Ferrari update. Two races in, uh, Charles somehow gets an engine penalty in the second race. I, that's got to be a record. It's got to be. How can you take an engine penalty in, literally in the second race? And Carlos already on his second engine. So just as a precaution, since check uh, Checo, sorry, as uh, Leclerc had uh, go, to go with his third engine part, Carlos took a took one to be safe. So. Ferrari, you know, all the talk in the preseason about the car is one to two seconds faster than it was last year. Um, I guess shows that the sim work probably not as accurate as it is on the track because they're not faster. Um, they're they're competing for, I don't even know about third place, maybe third place, but fourth place in the standings right now. Uh, engine penalties all over the place. Uh, we talked beforehand. Charles already with some strategy concerns, already getting some information late from his pit, which which upset him audibly during the race. Um, so settling in for another long, disappointing season with Ferrari. Yeah. I mean, signs plus 35 seconds, Leclerc plus for 43 seconds. So if they gained one to two seconds over last year, the math just doesn't work for me. No, sure. It doesn't <laughs> new boss. Same as the old boss. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, a whole we talked lot of about Mat- We talked about Mattia and, our feelings about he was the scapegoat yep. and after finishing P2 you know, and he gets fired. So yeah, Fred, 
Fred Vasseur has a has a tall hill ahead of him, right? Yeah, and as a Ferrari fan, I'm in a couple of Ferrari groups on Facebook and social media things, and the fans are like Charles is like the second coming. So nothing Charles does is ever wrong, and they are railing on Carlos about you know you don't you know he's a terrible driver, he's not supporting the team, and uh, uh, so I just. These Ferrari fans, they're, the sky's already falling. It's it's terrible. Charles is going to leave us because we can't build a fast enough car, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Ferrari drama. Just terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing. I think Charles is a good driver. I think Carlos is a good driver. But um, when you're actually, like, pitting your team against each other, I'm like, okay, what's the, what's the term for the Ferrari fans again? The Tifosi. The Tifosi is willing to eat their young, I guess. Oh my like, God, it's it's terrible. It's just terrible. I mean, ugh, just whatever. So yeah, settling in there in P4 and the constructors, you know, nice safe lead over P5. So, but I don't know where they're going to be able to do, you know, Mercedes, Aston Martin safely ahead. And, and the cars look faster. So, you know, we haven't really talked about Mercedes yet either. You know, Russell and Hamilton finishing four or five. Which is about where they probably should be. They're fat. They're slower than the the two Red Bull teams, the green and the blue one. <laughs> so, yeah, Mercedes with some good race pace. So Russell fourth, Hamilton fifth. You know, it's good. And Stroll may have been up there. He, if, yeah, yeah, I think he would have been without engine failure. He he might have split those Mercedes, but um, you know, uh, Aston Martin's riding that Mercedes power unit as well. So. You know, yeah. maybe they've overcranked it, overclocked <laughs> it. You know, like who knows? Yeah, I didn't. Did you actually? I didn't ever saw. There was a report on what happened with Stroll's car, and I didn't actually read it, so I didn't. I didn't see. They reported what it was. So I don't know if it was engine. I thought I read. I thought I read. Heard something. Might have been brakes or something like that. So maybe it's not engine related. So and then Ferrari. We'll we'll okay. Two weeks at Australia. Yes, Ferrari was six seven. Uh, Alpines were eight and nine. So you know, Ocon was able to. Finished the race without a penalty this week, so nice job, Raheem. Yeah, the Frenchman, the Frenchman doing it, and uh, two seconds in between them. Yeah, yeah, but you know, Ocon starts sixth, finishes eighth. Gasly starts ninth, finishes ninth. Uh, Haas with another point. Magnussen gets uh, up to tenth. Not bad. Yuki. Gene Haas. Gene Haas is happy. He doesn't have a wrecked car. Two races <laughs> in, he saved himself some money. You know, Mick last year blew up at Saudi, right? Then he hit the wall like. Yeah, like the in car practice or... I think it was yeah, because I don't think I think they started with 19 cars during the race. I think he hit it in one of the the Q sessions or something like that. But or maybe it was practice. So yeah, he's got two races in. All his cars are intact. So he's already in the net positive for the for the year. <laughs> <Net positive. laughs> um, Yuki finishes 11th, one point out of the one position out of the points again. Second race in a row. Uh, Nico in 12th. So you know Haas 10th and 12th. Not too bad. Then we get down to. The first Alpha car, thirteenth, Joe Grandieu. Where's our boy? Uh, where is he? I gotta keep scrolling here. But there's Valtteri, eighteenth uh, down one lap according to the stats, my brother. Yeah, eighteenth, <laughs> and the only guys behind him didn't finish the race. So yeah, where where's happened to Valtteri? I I think he's a great driver. I don't. I think it's the car. Because they lost Vasseur to Ferrari, <laughs> <laughs> right? They lost their lead engineer, Fred. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I mean when when Valtteri was in the Mercedes, I respected him. He played that number two role well. Mm-hmm. He won races, but man, it 
ever since he's been with Alpha. I mean, I get it. He gets to grow his beard out and his hair and show his um, butt. Go naked. Yeah, go naked in the stream. You well, know, because he, he, he had a decent year last the... year, though. He he had a couple top ten finishes and he had some fast cars. Yeah. Definitely at the beginning of the year. So the cars just falling off. Just different standards when you're racing for Mercedes, Mercedes, no, Mer, Patronus, AMG, Mercedes, Formula One team. I got it. Yeah. Nice. Teach Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And te- he's working for Alfa Romeo Ferrari. So it's got Ferrari in the name. So that can't be mm. good. That can't be good for results. Uh, then we have o- Oscar in 15th ahead of Lando in 17th. You know, both of them had to get yeah. new front wings. So. Getting a little expensive over there, McLaren getting some new front wings in the beginning. Little brush up in turn one, I think, when Oscar went in. Yeah, I think he brushed up with uh, Gasly. I don't think Gasly gave him any room. So, because he had started eighth and uh, finished 15th. So, kind of out of it. But nice, you know, getting the laps in for uh, the the hot free agent property from last year. Right. <laughs> so, and outpacing Lando. So, you know, Lando finishes 17th, started 19th. So, made up two places, but yikes. But he didn't stop 16 times for air this week. <laughs> yeah, they kept they plugged the leak. Congratulations. Whatever it was, they plugged the leak. <laughs> oh, he still man. wasn't up there, but he didn't need air. Yeah, and and then Logan Sargent rounding out the cars that finished the race, finished the 16th, up from 20th. But again, two cars didn't finish behind him. So, right. you know, got some laps in, I guess, for, uh, for old Logan there. So, oh, wait, speaking of that, did you – I know you were t- – you're, yeah, he came to visit me this weekend. So, did you see in qualifying where his lap got thrown out for violating track limits? So he actually Logan. Yeah. So he didn't get to post a qualifying time because they said he violated. So that's why he started twentieth. He didn't get out of Q one because they said he violated track limits. And on the radio, he they said, I forget, they were like you violated track limits in turn twenty six. And he said, How could I do that? There's a wall there. How? <laughs> So I just thought that was a funny radio message. So he actually didn't um, post a qualifying. I'm hopeful. Time. I'm hopeful for this young American because I don't want to see him go to IndyCar. Like let's let's keep an American driver in Formula One. We're it's popular here. People yeah. are interested. We have the three races. Let's let's get American who knows uh, what's going on, and I'll get Luke in the go kart soon. Okay. <laughs> deal, deal. Let's get him <laughs> set, set set up ready to go. So yeah, so that's. Pretty much a rundown. We hit. We already hit on the standings already. Red Bull number one with eighty-seven points. Aston Martin and Mercedes tied for second with thirty-eight. Ferrari with twenty-six. Alpine with eight. Alfa with four. Haas with one. Williams with one. And Alfatari and McLaren with the goose eggs. So yeah. So we got two weeks till Australia, yep. and so I know Danny will be there. Oh, that's true. I'm his yeah. first appearance for you guys. Maybe Checo will get sick and Daniel can push. Let's go. Oh, I know Max is going to be rooting for that. He'll be putting <laughs> some uh, some poison in those tacos there for uh, Sergio so he misses a race so Max can get a clear lead because that's his only competition. We got to keep Sergio safe. Let's put him in a bubble the rest of the year. We need him to do every yeah. race. So And yeah. they're in Melbourne. I think it's it's definitely a street track right on a park. I mean, they're you know I haven't looked at the DRS zones or anything like that, but uh, the only thing I hope for every week, and I know you're the same, is let's get a good race, let's get some passes, and let's uh, let's have some fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You know, it's could be a long year, so we'll see how it goes. But 
you know, second race, I guess, was I'd say it's better than the first race because Max checked out the first race. At least this race was semi-competitive. But, you know, we'll see. Looks like we're racing for, for second place with the, uh, with the field. And then hopefully Sergio can kind of at least make it interesting for part of the season, keeping ahead of Max. Yeah. So I want competition. That's all I want. Exactly. Exactly. We're not looking for, uh, you know, anything fancy. Just give us something so we can uh, keep it interesting for as long as possible. Right? Yes, sir. So, all right. Another episode of Two Brothers, Two Lines in the Books. We'd like to remind you all that in life, as well as in the track, there are two lines. <laughs> oh, man. Got to get a more passion with that next time. All right, brother. Excuse me. No, you're all good. All right, man. We'll, we'll talk to you it. soon. All right, man. Yes, sir. Bye. See ya.